produced by Q News for the WIA. This is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB. This is WIA National News for week commencing January 19, 2014. Would you believe, something like 19 years ago we kicked off with Q News... Who would have known back then that Q News would morph into WIA National News, although Q News is still heard most weeks in the VK4 area. Okay, let's see what is happening in the wonderful world of amateur radio and electronics in general. Up to 20 Sydney cabs are being fitted with collision avoidance scanners to alert drivers to potential crashes. In a first for Australian taxis, the Mobileye technology will be trialled in Legion cabs through to the end of March. Mobileye is an advanced driver assistance system which constantly scans the road in front of a car and thinks seconds ahead of a driver. It uses the latest in artificial vision technology together to monitor the distance to moving and stationary vehicles, bikes, pedestrians, or to determine whether the vehicle is crossing traffic lanes without indicating. It then alerts the driver to possible danger with a visual and audible warning, giving them extra time to react. LinuxConf.au is widely regarded by delegates as one of the best community-run Linux conferences worldwide. Linux.conf.au ran from the 6th to the 10th of January this year in VK6, where open-source geeks from across the globe gathered to meet their fellow technologists, share the latest ideas and innovations, and spend the week discussing and collaborating on open-source projects. The conference is well known for the speakers and delegates, both the depth of talent and its focus on technical Linux content. Running in parallel was an open radio mini-conference with presentations on video from the likes of Bidal Garbi, KB0G on digital radio hardware for amateur rockets and digital radio modulation and coding for amateur rockets presented by Keith Packard, KD7SQG. That was in VK6, just before last Sunday, and those dreadful bushfires. With more on that, here's WIA Director, Bob Bristow, VK6 POP. I live about three kilometres north of the fire ground. However, at the time, I was in another place a similar distance the other side. We were talking about some important stuff, as you do, when someone's wife rushed in saying they had received an act now and defend or leave immediately notification on their mobile phone. This was a signal for us all to go home. Once outside, we could see the smoke, and it was between where I was and my home. I phoned my wife, she was okay, and the fire was in the distance. The way home takes me through Stoneville, and there were emergency responders everywhere, and the thick smoke smelled not of burning trees, but of burning plastics and other household materials. My heart sank as I knew that it was the smell of houses burning. I couldn't get home fast enough. My place to the north of the fire was safe as a fire was running along the Jane Brook Valley which runs east-west and was pushed along by a westerly wind that turned to southwesterly. The report said that the flames were reaching 30 metres in height and burning embers were dropping up to two kilometres ahead of the fire. It was impossible for the fireys to fight the fire at the front. For the rest of the day I could hear the rumble of helicopters dropping water on the fire. It was like being near a war zone. I guess we were. The outcome, as you may have seen on the media, was 55 houses destroyed. The Emergency Management Agency's computer modelling was predicting destruction of up to 240 houses. Luckily, the southwesterly breeze stopped and a light easterly came in.
There was no amateur radio involvement in the response. The combat agencies have their own effective communications systems. Although landlines went out, the mobile network was intact, although busy. I knew there were amateurs living in that area, so using the ACMA database, I looked up amateurs whose address was in the fireground and made inquiries as to their situation. This was a difficult task as phones and power were both off. There are two whose status in regards to their house that I'm still unsure of and who I don't know personally, however all people in the area are accounted for. A few amateurs were monitoring the air traffic on the radio, listening to the directions given to the water bombing aircraft. They heard deliberate interference from someone using a radio. A lot of people evacuated to safety on Sunday. Today, Wednesday, after 6pm, residents were able to return to their houses or what was left of them. Many homes, even though intact, are still without power. I had occasion to visit the Incident Control Centre today and saw the Mobile Communications Unit in action. I know that there are a couple of amateurs involved with its operations, so I think I'll make that the subject of another report. Locally produced, nationally voiced, globally heard. We are VK1WIA. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with news on liaison between the WIA and the ACMA about the HF high power trial that ended in August last year. Following the ACMA's written advice to the Institute on August 2013 that it would not make regulatory arrangements for advanced licensees to run up to one kilowatt, the WIA board discussed the issues raised and decided at its September teleconference on providing a written response in strong terms. The four reasons for the ACMA's decision were included in the article Epilogue to the High Power Trial, published in the October 2013 issue of Amateur Radio magazine. The ACMA also posted its reasons on its own website. The central issue for the ACMA was compliance with electromagnetic energy, or EME, requirements, which are part of every amateur's licence conditions. In response, the WIA's letter to the ACMA asked six questions concerning the conduct of the HF high power trial and the ACMA's decision-making processes. The ACMA wrote to the WIA on the 10th of December last, responding in detail to the Institute's six questions. This exchange of views, Q&A if you like, has now been published on the WIA website for those interested in the aftermath of the HFI power trial and the issue of electromagnetic energy requirements. It's the top news story for January on the WIA website. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. When driving around the Central Coast, don't forget the CCARC's full range of digital and analogue VK2RAG repeaters, available for all radio amateurs to use. And if it's Sunday at 10am, the WIA broadcast will be loud and clear on our 146.725 and 53.725 repeaters in perfect FM quality. Whipping around Australia now in VK2. The first Trash and Treasure will be at the VK2WI site Sunday morning, January 26. In VK3, it's the Homebrew Construction Group and they are having a meeting February the 1st. This growing Victorian group will soon hold its next and first meeting for 2014 and all are welcome. The highlight of the meeting will be a talk by Les Davey on the topic of satellite link budgeting. 
As a professional in the field, he'll tailor the talk to those aspects that do apply to amateur radio, along with some anecdotes from his working life. It should prove to be an interesting introduction to those who perhaps have not considered satellite operation in the past. The Homebrew Construction Group meets Saturday, February 1 at 2pm at Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. The Melbourne and Geelong television repeater on Mount Dandenong has had recent changes to its antennas, which should see improvements in some locations. Peter Cousins, VK3BFG, has announced that the VK3RTV has a new transmit antenna and also a spot antenna on 23cm for the southeast of its coverage area. In addition, a new 23cm receive antenna has been fitted for VK3RTV1, which isn't as good as the old one it replaces, but is likely to have a better beam width. Reports on the received signal strengths are most welcome. Investigations are continuing on the design and use of an interdigital filter for the repeater. In VK4, the VK4KG RAF Memorial Station needs your help. Wayne, VK4WDM, is intending to do some travelling and would like to hear from a local ham with an advanced or standard licence who'd like to take over from him for a while as the trustee of the RAF Museum Station, VK4KG. Please contact Wayne either on telephone 4728-6876 or details through the various nets on the VK4RAT repeater system in Townsville. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. On the education scene, an Equality Foundation licence class, written and practical assessments, will be held February at centrally located Ashburton in eastern Melbourne. Experienced trainers take prospective candidates through all they need to know for the entry-level licence. Each session usually attracts a mixed gender and age demographic. Safety and interference avoidance will be taught. The instructor using commercially made equipment also demonstrates how to put together a station and operate it without causing interference to others. Candidates also learn how amateur radio fits in with other uses of the spectrum, the licence conditions, technical basics of electricity and electronics, transmitters, receivers, feed lines, connectors, antennas and propagation. The Basic Theory and Radio Practice Book, Foundation Licence Manual, is available via mail order from Amateur Radio Victoria for just $26. Now the next session at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton, is February the 15th and 16th. To enrol, contact Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. I'll give you a telephone number here for Barry. It's 0428 516 001. What use is an F-call? This week I learned a valuable lesson. As you might have heard, I've been working on a magnetic loop antenna. It's been taking a while, much longer than I ever planned. At the moment I'm waiting on some testing tools, some spare time and an idea on how best to mount this contraption inside my roof space so I can make contacts without drilling any holes in the house where I live. I've been off air for some 8 months or so. When I say off-air, I mean I've not been on HF for that long. Sure, I host a weekly net on 2 metres, and I speak to stations around the globe. Satisfying as the experience is, it's not HF. There's a lot of technology to make that net happen, and one of the big draw cards for me to amateur radio is the lack of technology needed for a QSO. 
I can speak to anyone I want within seconds on my computer, but it requires that a whole lot of infrastructure is working for that to happen. Computers, routers and switches, numerous networks, cables, satellite links, microwave links, electric power along the way, and compatible software at both ends. For a HF connection, I need exactly two bits of gear, my radio and theirs. That's what primarily attracts me to amateur radio. So back to what I learnt. Being on air with a crappy antenna is better than not being on air with a great antenna. So right now, along my office is a little wire running that is somewhat tuned to 10 metres, and I'm back on air. It's not fancy, but it's cheap. It works, sort of, and I can hear stations calling. I've made my first couple of contacts, local ones, but contacts nonetheless. All I can say is, boy am I glad to be back on air. What about you? Waiting for the perfect solution? Wait no longer. Get on air. Get started today. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Thanks, Ono. Just take a quick break there, just to make it clear when that education course is on in Ashburton, Melbourne. It's February the 15th and the 16th. This is VK1WIA. You're listening to the WIA National News Service. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region, where it can be heard on our Mount Janini 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters, 146.950 and 438.050, on Sunday mornings at 0900 local time. This is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Northwest Club News from VK7. The Spectrum Tasmania website has been updated to reflect current information about the nightly video and audio broadcasts and podcasts and Sunday morning WIA news broadcasts. Additional information on the WIA broadcast has been loaded within the last few weeks and all broadcasts can be downloaded or played using on-demand audio streaming. Information on each broadcast can be accessed including links for on-demand audio streaming, direct downloads and copies of the broadcast text editions. Interested persons are invited to take a look at the website that can be found at the link on the text edition of this broadcast. And still looking at media, in VK5, two broadcasters of this, the WIA News, seem to have dropped off our radar and we'd dearly love to know if the news is still going out on 146.700 in Port Pirie on VK5 RMN which used to be handled by VK5DMC. The other station was on 146.925 in the Riverland on VK5RLD, this at uh, 8pm Sunday nights by VK5TRM. So drop us a line if you would to nationalnews at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. Peter Parker, VK3YA, has issued advance warning of a QRP gathering planned for the afternoon of Saturday, Feb the 8th at Chelsea Beach from 3pm. This is an informal gathering. If you can, please bring one item of portable homebrew or interesting radio or electronic gear or antennas with show and tell from 3.30pm and maybe circuits to hand out if relevant. This will be at Victory Park, Camp Street, Chelsea. There's a great playground there for children, free parking nearby around the supermarket And caution, parking in some areas is pay parking. So read the signs and avoid a fine this time. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers 
A Youthnet meets Saturday at 0100 UTC on IRLP Reflector number 2. Young Ham's Net 3.590. That's 7.30pm Victorian time. The Youth in Amateur Radio podcast team would like to thank those supporting their podcasts. To have better communications with the young, they've decided to make an email list to keep the listeners up to date on all things YARP. From podcast releases to just updates on what YARP is doing and what they're working on from time to time, if you decide to join the email list, your email will be held confidentially by the Youth in Amateur Radio podcast team and will not be shared with anyone else. So send an email to yarphams at gmail.com to get in on that. AMSAT, Straight Key Night, Best Fist Nominations Adieu. Thanks to all who participated in AMSAT's Straight Key Night on Oscar 2014. If you have not already done so, please take a moment to nominate someone you worked for Best Fist. Your nominee need not have been the best fist of those you heard, just of those you worked. Send your nomination to w2rs at amsat.org. A list of all those nominated will be published in early February. Special events, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice, New Caledonia in late February, FK slash K1HP between February 28th and the 26th. Operations will be on all the HF bands plus 6 metres using CW, SSB and RITI. QSL via his home call sign, which is JE2EHP, either directly or electronically via Club Log or Logbook of the World. German Special Event Station DR-175LDE. DR-175LDE celebrates the opening of the railway between Leipzig and Dresden, a distance of 120 kilometres, in 1839. The inaugural journey was made by the English engine Comet, closely followed by the German Saxonia, of which a working replica was built in 1989. DR-175LDE, DK-0EFA, and DL0EFD have been assigned the special DOK175LDE for April 2014, QSL via the Bureau. Joe W5FJG has been assigned to the Amundsen Scott South Pole Station and will be operating from K74AAA, the amateur radio station there. He'll operate SSB only on weekdays and some weekends through winter season until November 2014. Almost all activity is currently on 20 metres or near 14.243. QSL to Larry Skilden, K1IED. And finally to wireless weather. Understanding HF propagation reports. Richard VE2XIP has written an excellent article about interpreting HF propagation reports. Far too involved for the audio bulletin, so we suggest you follow the link in our text edition, best found at wia.org.au. That's all from me this week. Brian, VK3GR, signing off. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Norway to adopt e-forms for licences. The Norwegian Postal and Telecommunications Regulator, NPT, has published a 13-page document on its frequency management plans for 2014. They aim to bring in electronic application forms for licences for private mobile radio systems, PMR, broadcasting and amateur radio. Astronomy.fm 
Astronomy.fm was founded in 2009 by a group of like-minded professional and amateur astronomers as an outreach organisation. AFM Radio was launched shortly thereafter and is currently the group's primary outreach medium. AFM Radio is the only 24-hour internet radio station in the known universe dedicated to astronomy and other sciences. The fundamental mission of the organisation is to educate and inspire the listening audience through original AFM Radio programming, live event coverage and selected syndicated content. They currently broadcast to approximately 20,000 unique English-speaking listeners in 85 countries every month. 120th anniversary of St Maximilian Kolbe, Sierra Papa 3, Romeo November. January 8th was the 120th birthday of St Maximilian Kolbe, Sierra Papa 3, Romeo November, who is the Catholic Church's patron saint of amateur radio operators. Mark Abramowitz, November Tango 3 Victor, has the story of this truly amazing man. Father Maximilian Kolbe became fascinated by the mass media in the 1920s and 1930s. He established printing plants in Poland and Japan for his Franciscan order publications distributed in the tens of thousands to the faithful. When he was on a mission to Japan, China and India, he became acquainted with both broadcasting and amateur radio. Upon his return to Poland in the 1930s, he applied for a broadcasting license. At that time, radio was considered to be a strategic medium, and only the Polish radio and and a military radio station were permitted to broadcast. But in 1938, Father Colby was granted permission to do test transmissions close to the 40-meter amateur radio band. He chose the SP3 Romeo November call sign for his on-air experiments. On August 14, 1941, Father Colby was murdered in the German Nazi Auschwitz concentration camp after he had volunteered to take the place of another prisoner who was randomly selected by camp guards for a group to die by starvation because another inmate had escaped. Father Colby was beatified by Pope Paul VI on October 17, 1971, and canonized as St. Maximilian Colby, Apostle of Consecration to Mary, and declared Martyr of Charity by Pope John Paul II on October 10, 1982. In addition to being embraced by amateur radio, St. Maximilian Colby is also recognized as the patron of journalists and political prisoners. His feast day is observed by the Roman Catholic Church on August 14th. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mark Abramovich, NT3V in Philadelphia. Still with international news, well, the next story does come from VK6. However, we picked it up from America, where Amateur Radio Newsline utilized the services of a Kiwi to bring it to the world. Here's a story of sharks that tweet. Sharks in Western Australia are now tweeting out where they are. Well, kind of in a way. Here's Jim Meacham, ZL2BHF, down under with the rest of the story. Australian government researchers have radio-tagged 338 sharks with transmitters that monitor where the animals are. When a tagged shark is about half a mile away from a beach, it triggers an alert, which tweets out a message on the surf life-saving Western Australia Twitter feed. The tweet notes the shark's size, breed and approximate location. Researchers so far have tagged great whites, whaler sharks and tiger sharks. These tags will also be monitored by scientists studying sharks in their natural habitat. Since 2011, Australia has had more fatal shark attacks than any other country. There have been six over the past two years, with the most recent last November. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachins at L2BHF in Nelson, New Zealand. 
Chris Peck is Operations Manager of Surf Life Saving of Western Australia. He says that the tagging system alerts beachgoers far quicker than traditional warnings, but it's not 100% foolproof. More's on the web now, tinyurl.com forward slash tweeting dash VK dash sharks. The Board of Directors of the Yasme Foundation has announced several grants to pay expenses involved in providing services to the ham radio community. Among these is funding to assist in defraying the expenses of the World Radio Team Championship to be held this coming July in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Another goes to the Reverse Beacon Network to purchase a receiver and the necessary accessories to upgrade the node presently operation in Bangalore. Other grants go to the CW Ops CW Academy to assist in defraying the expenses of providing online CW training courses. Also, one will be made to the ARRL Second Century Fund to support the goals of the ARRL's Second Century campaign. The Yasme Foundation makes supporting grants to individuals and organizations providing or creating useful services for the amateur radio community. Yasme supports these programs in order to further the development of amateur radio around the world. The FunCube 1, or AO-73 ham radio satellite, has been in orbit for more than six weeks, and controllers say it's all normal with the new bird. The FunCube team also reports that there's now a way to view the latest AO-73 high-resolution data that's been uploaded to the FunCube data warehouse. A link can be found in the navigation bar on the warehouse. Clicking on this link will make the high-resolution data available to download as .csv files. You can download the Dashboard App Telemetry Decoder at tinyurl.com forward slash funcube dash telemetry dash dashboard. The telemetry downlink frequency is 145.935 MHz in the BPSK format. Funcube also carries a CW and single sideband inverting transponder. The uplink passband is from 435.150 to 435.130 MHz lower sideband, and a downlink from 145.950 to 145.970 MHz on upper sideband. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Almost at the end of WIA National News for week commencing January 19 on the social scene. January 24 to 27 in VK4, it's the Tark Australia Day Long Weekend Family Radio Camp at the Girl Guides Campsite Blue Water. Feb 1 in VK4, Redcliffe Radio Club's Car Boot Sale, 9am. And February 23, VK2, Wyong Field Day. As announced earlier, the CCARC will be running a full-day Foundation Class Licensed Training Course on Saturday the 22nd of February, the day before the field day. I now have more details. Having registered, contact details are on the CCARC website for this, please arrive at the seminar room in the, in the Race Club building at Wyong Race Course by 9.45am for a 10am start. There will be a facilities usage fee of just $10, which is payable in cash on the day. The assessments will also take place from 10am on the field day. These will be performed in the steward's room on the ground floor. And again, you need to be there by 9.45am. As always, WIA and ACMA charges apply to the assessments. For full details about registering for either the course or an assessment or both, as well as all information about the field day, 
please go to the club website at ccarc.org.au. The list of exhibitors who have confirmed is growing and now includes Alara, Hornsby and District ARC, the Australian Radio DX Club, Kurajong Radio Museum, Marine Rescue, SOTA VK2, West Lakes ARC, the WIA QSL Bureau and Wyson New South Wales. We are awaiting final confirmation from some commercial traders and will endeavour to bring you that list next week. In fact, we are still receiving new requests and endeavouring to fit them in. What about entertainment? Well, we all know the field day itself is very entertaining for us. What about your partner or family members that you may be bringing with you to the Central Coast? There is lots to do on the coast, and if someone has a yearning for old-fashioned rock and roll, you can't go past Jimmy Barnes, the classic Aussie rocker. He has a show at the Bateau Bay Hotel on Saturday, 22nd of February, sponsored by the local 2GO radio station. Get in quick for tickets. For the URL to reserve your tickets, please refer to the Wyong Field Day page on the club website at ccarc.org.au. This is also where you'll find a link to the official events page for the Central Coast. 73 till next week. This is Ed, VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. Thanks, Ed. That does take us to the end of WIA National News for another week. We'll do it all again next weekend. Don't forget, on the 26th, we can use AX prefix here in VK. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.